0: Have you ever stopped to think that you've been taught to hate your body? I'm not only talking about the size of your body, the shape, or your weight. I'm talking about everything, even down to the size of your pores. Let's get into it in this brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. Are you ready? Welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. If you're new to Beauty Unlocked, I'm Carissa, host of this circus. Welcome, friends. If you've been a long-time listener, you know all about the shenanigans and utter fuckery that is Beauty Unlocked. (laughs) Are you? Welcome, folks, to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. I'm Carissa. So, if you've been listening to Beauty Unlocked, you're well aware that the point of this podcast is to make you realize that our society is obsessed with Eurocentric beauty ideals and standards. Now, this opens the doors for diet culture, the quote unquote health and wellness industry, the fitness industry, and so on and so forth to take advantage of us, make us feel worse about ourselves and in turn profit from our insecurities by promising quick fixes. It's a vicious cycle, and everyone is or has been affected. The thing is that many people don't realize how entrenched these beliefs are, and they go around trolling, insulting, and dehumanizing people who simply exist outside of this damaging culture that's been propagated by white supremacy. So with all that being said, I came across... Two articles, but the first one um, I found on HuffPost, and it was written by Jennifer Rowland, who's a therapist and has a private practice in Rockville, Maryland. Jennifer specializes in helping adolescents and adults struggling with eating disorders, body image issues, anxiety, and depression. Jennifer offers eating disorder therapy to individuals in Maryland and eating disorder recovery coaching via phone or Skype. So this post was published on the now-closed HuffPost contributor platform, and the article is entitled, We Learn to Hate Our Bodies. We Can Learn to Love Them. So we're going to jump right into the first article, and then I'll mention the second article and where I found it and what it's all about. So here we go. So Jennifer writes, we are not born hating our bodies. Rather, body hate and fat phobia is learned. From the time that we are children, we are surrounded by societal messages which teach us to value thinness and to stereotype and stigmatize individuals in larger bodies. Jennifer continues by saying that yesterday, well, back in 2017, a thin Facebook friend posted a status which she indicated was meant to be a joke. In the status, she stated, I feel fat. I know this is a fat thing to do, but all I want to do is sit in bed and eat Mexican food for the entire day, watch some films, and then blah, blah, blah. So um, Jennifer writes, I do believe that this person did not intentionally mean to cause harm by posting this status. However, it's a way to demonstrate how fat phobia is so intertwined into our culture that many don't recognize how statements like this are actually a form of discrimination and oppression. Statements like this serve to perpetuate harmful stereotypes about individuals in larger bodies. People in larger bodies are often stigmatized in our society and seen as lazy, unattractive, and unhappy. However, the reality is that people of all shapes and sizes are worthy of love, compassion, and respect. Additionally, you can't tell anything about a person's health habits or happiness based on their weight. Should I repeat that? Additionally, you can't tell anything about a person's health habits or happiness based on their weight. You can be thin and unhealthy. You can be fat and healthy. Further, you shouldn't judge someone's inherent value on the basis of their health status. Frankly, I'm tired of a culture which promotes a fixation on weight loss and a fear of fat. Hear, hear! For instance, studies have found that many 10-year-old girls are more afraid of becoming fat than they are of cancer, nuclear war, or losing their parents. My, my. Let me say that again. Studies have found that many 10-year-old girls are more afraid of becoming fat than they are of cancer, nuclear war, or losing their parents. For people who struggle with a fear of weight gain or a focus on thinness, it's important to note that this is not your fault. You have been steeped in societal messaging, which promotes these values. There is a $60 billion diet industry, which makes profit off our belief that we aren't good enough. Body dissatisfaction is what helps diet companies continue to sell their products. Additionally, body image issues impact both men and women. Okay, this is very gendered. I am just reading what Jennifer wrote. I would say that it impacts everyone. It's also interesting to note that diet culture and a fixation on thinness rose in prominence around the time that women began to gain more political and, and economic rights in our society. Hmm. I wonder why I've actually done an, an, an episode about this, just to let you know. As women, we have been taught to criticize our bodies. Not only is this seen as socially acceptable, it's also a more comfortable way for people to deal with other upsetting situations in their lives. For instance, it's far easier to talk about hating your thighs than to express how you are feeling lonely and unloved. However, just as this sense of body hatred has been learned, it can also be unlearned. There is hope. If you are struggling with body shame and hatred, please reach out for help from a treatment professional. Seeking help when you are struggling is a sign of true strength, not weakness. Even if you loved your body, the reality is that our bodies are meant to change as we age. Tying your sense of self-worth to your external appearance is a recipe for discontent. It's important to note that your body is simply the vehicle which enables you to live your amazing life. Work to practice gratitude for all that your body helps you to do, rather than focusing on how it looks. We all have a limited amount of mental energy. When you fixate on how your body looks, it takes away valuable time in which you could be reflecting on other things. No one writes in someone's obituary, She was so thin. She was the perfect weight. What would you like to be remembered for? Work to shift focus to the things and people in your life that truly matter. Despite what societal messages say, I know this to be true. You are not more valuable if you take up less space in this world. Your worth is not found in your body size or shape. Your true value is found in the sparkle in your eyes when you laugh, the way that you pursue your passions, how you help others, and in your relationships. You are worthy of love and belonging just as you are. I'm going to say this before getting into the second article that I found. Um is that it's easier said than done to be grateful all the time. And there's no shame sometimes in in well, there is no shame period. Um but there's no shame sometimes if you're not feeling it. There are going to be days when you're going to jump out of bed and you look at yourself and you're like, fuck, I'm fucking fierce and I'm ready to slay the world. And then there's other days where you're just like, nope, not fucking today. Today, I'm not feeling it. Today, I'm not loving my body. Today, I don't give two shits about anything. And that's okay, too. Never feel guilty for what you feel. We can't always be 100% happy all the time. That's not possible. And it's, to, to be honest, it's not fucking human, right? To be all the time happy and all the time grateful and all the time feeling great about ourselves. It's just not possible. There's just so much going on around us. And sometimes it's difficult to block out the internal and external noise. But you are worthy. You are so worthy, of love, regardless of your weight, your shape, your size. If you are struggling, please, please reach out to a licensed therapist. And I know, again, it's a privilege to go to therapy because some people can't afford it, especially in this economic climate. There are other options. There is also online therapy um, that is a bit cheaper. But do your research. And please, please do reach out if you are struggling in any way, shape, or form. So the second article I found um, is on stylist.co.uk. And the article is called um, "Stylist." Oh, sorry, 100 of Stylists 100 Women Sharing Their Thoughts on Weight. And I wanted to add this to the episode because a lot of what these women had to say struck a chord and really cemented the fact that we have all been affected by this toxic culture. So I've just decided to pick and choose just a few. Um, But like I said, I've linked um, this article and the previous article into the show notes so that you can take a look for yourselves. Um, So here we go. So just a trigger warning that this article talks about eating disorders, weight loss, and calories. So body positivity, self-love, and wellness have replaced the quick weight loss and fad diets that dominated our youths. But how easy is it to erase the impact of the diet culture we grew up with? Have we really moved on or have our true feelings about weight and body size just become shrouded in secrecy and shame? We held an open photo shoot for stylist women to tell us honestly and without judgment how they really feel. Here's what they had to say. Emmanuel, 29, project manager and florist. I was always the tallest out of my friends. I developed really early, so my body was always different to everyone else's. its It feels like I was bigger, but looking back, I was just a kid. In secondary school, I picked up some unhealthy habits and struggled with bulimia for a long time. I hadn't realized it was bulimia. At the time, media was all about weight loss. It makes you feel like you have to work on your body all the time. Society makes you feel weird about not being tiny, and I also love Parisian style, which only shows this particular body. In my last flat share before getting married, I had my own ensuite and I realized how often I was going to the bathroom. I did the steps course, which was really helpful for talking about it and acknowledged that I had disordered eating. I told my partner about it and he was really supportive. Accepting it and being accountable to someone helped me let go of bulimia and the control it had over my body. When I got pregnant, it was fine and I loved being pregnant. But postpartum, I was waiting for my body to jump back, and it hasn't. I had a difficult birth that I'm still healing from. But I'm learning to accept my body and to love my body. It's all a journey. It's really sad that as females, and guys go through this as well, it's been drilled into us to be a particular way. I do find it's a generational thing. I feel like there's a lot more representation out there, which is amazing. Billy, 32, Stylist's Fashion and Beauty Features Director. There is a constant buzz at the back of my brain that is powered by thoughts of my weight, my body, and my size. There are moments when it is excruciatingly loud, and other times when it's quiet, but it's never silent. Every birthday, even the earliest ones I can remember, I would wish for my heart's desire to be thin. I have been shamed, bullied, fetishized, and embarrassed because of my weight but I have also been happy, successful, and loved in this body. I wish for a day where I don't think about my weight, but I'm not sure that exists for anyone. Polly, 27, journalist. I am originally from Bulgaria, which is your typical Eastern European, slightly behind-the-times country, in the sense that growing up in the media, there were loads of really slick-looking women who were very skinny, but with big breasts and big butts. You had to be hairless. You had to be really toned. It was a whole thing. The entire world had it. This was the mentality I was growing up with, and the mentality my mom subscribes to as well. Oh, you have to be like this and this, and what do you mean you don't wear makeup? She's like this to this day. Come on, I've had a boyfriend for five years. Surely if he minded, he would have left by now. So this one is um, anonymous. My mother was obsessed with being thin. She did every diet she read about in a magazine and measured her waist constantly, claiming it was to do with the fact that she made her own clothes. But it was definitely about being as tiny as possible. The residue of her hang-ups is still present in my mind, compounded by my own course of external pressures, comments made about my thighs in the playground, and role models on TV that were waif-like. I wish I could say I'd managed to shut it all out as I hit my mid-50s, but I still think about my size every day. I want to be smaller, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So this is the last one I'll be reading. As I said, I'll be putting this in the show notes, and you can read the rest. So Annie, 30, stylists, email content editor. As much as I tell myself that I'm confident with my body, I would be lying if I said I was actually happy with what I see in the mirror. When I was a teenager, super skinny models and heroin chic were the norm, and although I've always been slim, I definitely didn't fit in with this image. The feeling of being too big has stayed with me my whole life. Being the tallest girl and getting hips and boobs before anyone else in primary school will do that. And even in my 30s, it can, be, it can still be a struggle to focus on the good rather than seeing all the things I wish I could change. So while I was researching for this episode, I came across another podcast called Ladies, We Need to Talk podcast. And they have an episode um, called Body Image, Why Do We Hate Our Bodies? And it's quite an interesting episode. They ask a whole bunch of of people um, basically about body image and how they feel about their bodies. And I've linked their... Podcast episode into the show notes. So give it a listen. Um, It's a really, really good podcast. Um, They talk about a variety of things. But uh, this one is called Body Image Why Do We Hate Our Bodies? We've come to the end of this episode, and I really hope you found it insightful and it made you realize that hating your body is, in fact, a learned behavior. And you're not alone if you feel a certain way about your body. We all have our hang-ups in regards to our bodies, but it really isn't our fault. And it takes a lot of work to get out of this diet culture, thin, obsessed frame of mind. But it's doable. But it does take a lot of work. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I wish you all a safe and blessed weekend. And remember to love each other, love yourselves, spread some of that sweet, sweet love. And you will be hearing from me next week. Bye! Make it tap, tap. Make it tap, tap,